So, good morning and welcome to this week's edition of the Retail Risk Podcast, sponsored by Axis Communications. Thanks, as always, to 3X Logic for their support also. Now, um, I've taken the slightly unusual approach of asking a vendor on to be my guest this week to talk about their product. Now, you might think that's a little bit on the strange side, but at Retail Risk London last week and over the course of this month, certainly within the UK, and I know there's some excitement around the world as well, we have a new uh, vendor entering the market with a data sharing platform, all well and good. But data sharing platforms that benefit retailers to cut down crime have rather been the nirvana um, that people have been looking for for a number of years. Now, we've got some terrific uh, examples where certain retailers have got together. We heard from Mighty and three of their big customers at London uh, recently also. But Aura is a uh, global business, or uh, certainly aspirations to be global, very global at the moment, um, that has got some really interesting case studies. So I've asked Rod Thomas to come on today and tell us a little bit more about it, because I've had questions about, is it really this good? Um, does it work? And that's not my place necessarily to answer. I'll just try and facilitate the information. So the man that knows what's going on is with us today. So pleasure, Rod. How are you? Yeah, very good. Thanks, Paul. And I uh, just wanted to say thank you for hosting such an awesome event last week. It was just fantastic. The, the whole team and I just had a, an amazing time. Yeah, and, and it was it, it is interesting because, you know, and I won't name them, but there's been a few attempts over the years to do what you guys appear to actually be doing, um, which is why I think the excitement came about. Um, and I know lots of other news outlets have picked up on the press releases and I've had requests for intros to you and I've had retailers tell me they're talking to you, which is great. But let's try and understand a little bit more. We've got slightly more time. Nobody's going to interrupt us necessarily. But I guess, well, I know you've got offices in the UK now, so there's a physical presence, not one of these. Uh, let's let's try it from afar. So boots on the ground expensive central London offices um, uh, but but tell me a little bit about the business and then maybe we'll go on to um, the product and the structure and you can if you've got any sort of examples to throw in that would be really helpful but um, give give us an overview of, of, of the business for a start. Well or as we are new to the UK and obviously it was great to formally announce our, our launch last week at, at Retail Risk London uh, and I mean, I was just blown away by the the engagement we got from from the whole retail community. The the questions being asked, um, the requests for demos, the whole team just loved it. So really, really bored by what we've seen in the UK. Um, but but Aura as a business, um, we've actually been around for ten years. So the week prior to Retail Risk, we actually celebrated our our tenth birthday. And so um, even though yet we're new to the UK, we're very established in overseas markets. Um, and and it started from humble beginnings, and I think that's that's a really important part of our story and how we've been successful. So, the the founders saw an article in in the in the press that said retailers in New Zealand were losing two million dollars a day, and they just couldn't believe that number. And how and, and actually doing some research into it, realised that was probably just the tip of the iceberg, and we're just surprised that no one was trying to do something to to solve this from a software perspective. And that's where Aura got born out of. So weren't people from the industry, weren't people from law enforcement, just saw the problem and, and thought we can we can help solve this. Um, fast forward 10 years, we're now working uh, with some of the biggest retailers across the world. Um, we sort of expanded um, into North America about two years ago and then obviously into the UK now. 
And what we're seeing in every market is, yes, there's differences in the retailers, but the problem's fundamentally the same. There's a small group of organized criminals that are driving the majority of the loss. So we know everywhere we work, 10% of offenders cause 60% of the loss. And they're also responsible for 50% of the aggression and harm as well. Mm -hmm. So if we can focus on those and identify who they are, we can have such a big impact. And that's where, you know, the movement and the changes occurring across the world. Yeah, and I've seen some some you know great testimonials and, and people and you know we've seen Austin Craddock from Coles uh, you know talk around the world actually you know about the success that they've had. But go back. So um, yes, we know that these you know these small group of people are causing a massive uh, amount of the problems. How does your platform? Help? What does it actually do to combat that problem? What plugs in? How would a retailer use it? it all starts with the store teams um and how do we get those really engaged in 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 the challenge so you know retailers are busy we've always been asked to do more with less and with a lot more complexity around the environment and, and rising aggression so what we did was we designed the world's best reporting form so how do we get structured quality information and that's really important because it's very easy to do a quick reporting form but you won't capture much good quality information so you can still report very quickly in aura but it's good quality structured information. And then that data is what fundamentally allows us to connect the dots on those offenders. So by using that information from the store teams, either they or after the fact, loss prevention can connect um, the people involved in the vehicles involved at events to people that are already known within the Aura network. Uh, and again, we're using AI and machine learning behind the scenes to start supporting some of that as well, which is, which is really exciting. And it's just going to supercharge the value that customers get. And, and you mentioned vehicles there as well. So I think I saw a demo at some point. So are you identifying vehicles that gangs are using? Is it all going in? And then if one store has an issue, is that then shared with all of the stores? Is that shared with everybody on the platform? How does it all plug together? And then if I'm in a store and somebody walks in that has caused a problem elsewhere, do I get to know they've walked in? Yeah, great, great question, Paul. So um, fundamentally, the, the the way that we connect the data is based on the people and the vehicles. And it's really interesting that even though people often refer to criminals being quite smart and always being sort of, you know, thinking the next step ahead of the game, they also do some pretty dumb stuff. Um, and one of the things we often see is they're wearing the same clothing. So they've often got a uniform they wear when, when going to work, which in their case is, is going to um, commit crimes in, in retail. And we you know that's a really good um way of connecting them as well um physical appearances like scars and tattoos again is a really powerful way of connecting them but the vehicles they use and we do find that a lot of the organized retail crime gangs are using the same vehicles and so we can actually associate multiple people and connect them through that vehicle as well and that's where again across the world seeing retailers work with police building up those cases really fast inside the platform collaborating in real time to get those results um the way there's there's a there's a great book uh, by General Stanley McChrystal um, who led the joint forces in, in Afghanistan and Iraq, and he talks about it takes a network to beat a network, and that's exactly what we're seeing. These criminal networks are vast. We've actually connected the dots um, on some of the biggest networks in the countries we operate, and there's more than 800 criminals we've managed to connect together um, in each geography that are working together in some way or other. Now that's that's pretty vast, and the retailers need to work the same way. Um, however, there's also privacy and GDPR to consider. So um, thankfully, before we wrote a line of code, um, going back 10 years, 
um, we actually sat down with the Office of the Privacy Commissioner in New Zealand, which has got um, GDP adequate privacy law, so effectively the same standard, and worked through what a privacy framework could look like. Um, luckily for us, uh, one of our founders is also uh, an ex-privacy lawyer. So we really <laughs> have thought that through and built that in from, from, from the start. So retailers are in complete control of how they share and what they share with others and with police. And that's really powerful. So it allows them to comply with privacy laws. And again, it actually enhances it because I actually saw um, last week examples where WhatsApp groups are being used across retailers, probably without the knowledge of the sort of the senior leadership. And again, that's not a safe place to be from a privacy perspective or it allows that to be replaced with a safe and secure platform for sharing of intelligence as i said safely across the networks and and, and who knew there was such a thing as a, as a lawyer that people would want in a room uh with a with a with a privacy background but that is that that is the one isn't it at the minute everybody was like you know what do we do with that for every type of business, the power of a data-driven security video management system designed to give you total control anywhere, anytime, 3X Logic. You touched on the police there and, you know, let's just say, you know, police are, you know, struggling for resources the world over. Yet we've had, I've seen on our stages around the world and, and on other stages as well, you know, super senior um, police uh, representatives taking the stage with retailers that have used your platform. So what is it that you do? I mean, I, I've, I've referred to the fact of sort of putting a bow on it and then handing it to the police to take forward. I mean, without putting words in, is, is that where the platform takes you? Do Why are the police on board with what you do when historically you know, platforms have struggled to get police engagement or at best it's been a little bit tepid. We've seen some movement in the UK recently um, and there has to be a shout out to Patrick Holdaway who's done some amazing work uh, on the business crime front. But, you know, what is it that your platform does that has all of these senior police officers around the world, let's be fair, you know, prepared to put their name alongside, you know, successes that, that you've facilitated? Yeah, and obviously it was uh, it was it was great to actually share the stage with Assistant Commissioner uh, Bruce O'Brien from New Zealand Police last week at the event. And I, again, I, I can I can talk about what Aura does uh, till I'm blue in the face, as I often do. Very passionate about it. But again, hearing it from our customers like Austin from Calls, uh, like Bruce from from New Zealand Police, I think is just so much more powerful. Uh, and and you described it really well, Paul. It is putting a bow on it on the investigations and and making it easier. There's a couple of things there. We make it easy for the retailers by digitizing the whole process. All of the evidence is in one place. It's automatically grouped together. So it's easy to work through with timelines, link analysis, all that fun stuff we're able to show lots of people at the show. But it's it's far more than that. And I think it's the real-time collaboration. So you can invite specific police into that investigation, work together. There's no more USBs and CD drives or floppy disks with images and videos uh, everywhere. It's all done securely and encrypted in the platform. And it just makes police's jobs easy. And, and what we saw in Australia is when the retailers were, were doing this and putting these investigations together, it was so easy for police to get a big result. They were actually fighting over um, uh, the case to get, get one of wow. the Aura customers' cases. And that started with one retailer. So this wasn't any collaboration. This was one retailer using their data, using the Aura platform to do that. Now, as more retailers come on board, we've seen them collaborating on specific investigations as well. And that's just been amazing because that's been the vision the whole time is how do we create this connected community in a safe way? 
and seeing those results is, is really powerful. And every police officer spoken to in the UK gets really excited by it because they can see the potential as well. Because as frustrating as it is for retailers, it's equally as frustrating for police as well. Um, and again, if we can help make that relationship stronger and, and, and more streamlined, then everybody wins. And, and, and talking about everybody win, I guess um, the ultimate position is every retailer in the UK comes on board to the platform with every police force. And, uh, and then, you know, you're probably arguably as connected as the, as the guys and girls trying to, you know, trying to defraud the retailers. But, you know, realistically, um, you know, and I realise it's probably too early to share, but you're in conversations with, with retailers. Have we got some trials going on in the UK? Where are you, you know, really going live in the UK and, and what's the goal for the rest of, you know, 2022, 2023? Yeah, great, great question, Paul. So we're actually live this week with a trial in London. Wow, um, okay. With, with the retailer, yes. So yeah. I've actually Where? been... Uh, in stores doing some training myself getting my hands dirty which is always always a passion of mine actually meeting the retailers and and sort of showing them the platform and getting to use it so we are live already with the retail we've been working with for a few months and all going well they'll be rolling out this summer um they're a large nationwide retail chain um i mean prior to retail race there was a few that reached out to us and, and thank you and, and patrick holder as well for a, for a few intros there where, where you've been approached by by the retailers um but we um, we've had so much interest off the back of retail rest. It's just been phenomenal, like the engagement and the interest. So I think my my calendar is looking pretty pretty full for the next few weeks, which is fantastic. So I'm really looking forward, not just to showcasing the Aura platform to the retailers in a bit more detail, but going to see their their offices, how they work, their stores, really understand their problems and seeing if there's, there's a good fit there. But um, as we've seen in other markets, once we get the first couple of customers on, it really snowballs because that network effect is so powerful. Um, we've now in 90% of retailers in New Zealand, for example, our most uh, pre-established um, market, um, and every single police officer uses the platform across the country. Wow, that's some uh, that, that's some coverage that is. And it's interesting you say you feel the snowball effect starts after literally just you know a couple on board. We've seen other initiatives that have maybe you know got yeah you know, you know, a reasonable number of retailers getting involved, but they still struggle for for traction and to make a difference when people come in is it really as quickly as sort of a, a couple of chains and they they cross share the data through all the compliance that you guys have got running at the back end and that's it or is often on its on its uh, on its way yeah I, I was actually looking at this for for a retailer in the uk to talk about the journey overseas and What's really interesting, I think, is, is when retailers, especially the innovators and sort of what we call the lighthouse customers, the ones that sort of the, the shine the light to the way for the rest of the market, they're not buying the platform for the police engagement or they're not buying it for the connecting with other retailers. They're buying it just to connect their stores. So you think wow. a typical retail chain in the UK will be having hundreds of thousands probably of incidents every year they'll be recording. Just connecting the dots among that intelligence set will be huge. And I think that's where we should always start as, as, a, as a retailer is going, how do I get my data understood so I can make the best decisions for my organization? Then we can layer on police collaboration and then we can layer on you know collaboration with other retailers. And there's enough value uh, and the ROI stacks up just in that first case alone. And, and in the US, um, so we rolled out with our first customer um, just over uh, 12 months ago within six months of that we had six other customers sign up more than 20,000 stores and again they started to see the value and the fact that someone else was taking the plunge and they were willing to make that that investment and again um, I've actually put 
some of the UK retailers in touch with some of those US retailers. Because again, I'd much rather them hear it from them rather than from me in terms of the value they get in and what, what they see. And also some of the, you know, some of the things we're working on together, because that's another important part. The, the platform is uh, a SaaS platform. We release updates every single day to the platform that all retailers benefit from. So we're constantly looking at, you know, how can we improve what's new modules, new functionalities we can add in again for the benefit of the, the entire community. Yeah, that, that's fascinating. And you're right. Once you get that peer to peer validation, then, you know, from from your perspective, it's just well, sit back, don't talk to me, go and talk to retailer X or Y and they'll tell you. Reminds me there, you're saying about joining the stores up, and I'm going back a long time, but very, very early in my career, um, I ran stores. Um, uh, I was for the co-op, so no reason not to say that. And but, but what we saw was those organised crime gangs. If they if they targeted one store, because the layout was the same and the security was the same and the and the form, you know, four or five stores in close proximity would get hit on the same day. But our cl- crime reporting platform was the store manager almost certainly had to leave the store shop floor, go into the office, pick up the phone, ring the other four or five stores with the best description possible. Um, And by that point, two others would go, oh yeah, we've already been done. You know, there just wasn't, the data just didn't move quick enough. So, you know, way back when being able to, you know, to to log that and and you're right, even just share it with your own network, let alone anybody else's information, coming in would have uh, would, would have killed for that uh, that level of technology but uh, uh, there's a whole raft of other technology would have loved back then as well everything was manual but um, yeah it's, it's fascinating to see where it's going and like you say I love that term lighthouse customers I might steal that one as well so if you see that repurposed I'll, I'll try and remember to credit you with it but you're right there is always one or two at the forefront that get it um, and then you know others will get that validation and and follow so i mean amazing i didn't realize you'd got you were literally on trial so within a matter of months you know one or two customers on board and and that's it away away we go that's that's the plan that's that's the plan paul and i think you know what, what we sort of saw a lot last week as well speaking to retailers is we know it's reported to five million um pound uh five billion pound problem sorry in the uk I think it's much bigger than that. Again, these numbers are always underreported when we're looking at an industry stats. And I think one thing that we've seen everywhere we've been is that a much bigger proportion of that is organized retail crime. As I sort of said earlier, that the 10% causing 60% of that loss, what we're seeing. And so, you know, that is such a huge problem from the UK. And what the retailers were telling us last week was it's getting worse. So, you know, talk of double digit growth in crime and loss in their stores over the last 12 months. We all know where aggression's going. And looking at the interest rate rises that were announced early this month, um, you know, the inflation figures, it's going to get worse. Um, you know, we've seen in other markets, you know, fuel stations being hit hard with the fuel price hikes. And it's just going to happen across the board. So, you know, how can we best put technology in place ahead of the curve as much as possible? I think we're right. You know, we're starting to climb that curve, unfortunately, to uh, to address it. Yeah. And it's interesting. You mentioned, I mean, one of the the big areas of interest and some retailers have been superb at at leading the way on this is aggression towards staff. And, you know, I picked up there when you said the reduction that you've seen, you know, for retailers that go through the the platform, you know, there's massive debates going on, big projects, you know, there's even new legislation going on to the statute books in the UK to provide, you know, policing and law enforcement and actually the courts with more sentencing power. Um, but if you're seeing 
that kind of reduction in aggression as well. I mean, 50%, was that the figure that you, you said you were seeing? I mean, that is huge. Yeah, uh, it's, again, it all comes down to that, those repeat offenders. So they're yeah. the ones that I think, I think across the board, repeat offenders who make a small proportion of total offenders, but are driving, I think is 45% of aggression across the, across the country, um, across each country we operate in. Uh, and again, they're doing the 60% of the loss. So God, if you focus on them, that just over-indexes the benefits that everyone gets. And I, I think that's that's vitally important um, to do that. And the only way you can do that is by knowing who they are and having the dots connected on them. Uh, and again, they're often connected. Um, one thing I heard last week was about meat theft is a really real problem in the UK at the moment and increasing. And we've seen the same trends going on in Australia. And what some of the large grocery retailers have done there is they've actually not just connected events to groups. There were six groups targeted in Melbourne um, that were really prevalent, six different ORC groups. They used the evidence and intelligence to actually track where they were taking the product. And they found that all six groups who were operating independently were taken to the same receiving house. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, this now is, you know, a, a, a multi-million dollar problem in this one city. And they found that they were then actually on selling that to local restaurants. So again, like you talked about putting the bow around it, the retailer wasn't just able to go, hey, we're, we're losing hundreds of thousands of dollars in meat theft all of a sudden. They were able to go, here are the six scans responsible. Here's the receiving house and here's the, the, um, the restaurants they're taking them to. That all of a sudden police are not just, you know, taking out the sort of entry level shoplifters that are supplying it. They're actually taking out the network and then that whole problem goes away for a period. And that's really powerful. Yeah, I think I saw... I'm sure it was your platform, an organised crime gang um, shipping, and I apologise if it wasn't your platform, uh, but I'm sure it was shipping baby milk uh, actually out of the country into China, where there was a massive demand for uh, Western branded baby milk because they'd had some horrendous supply chain issues, which had just been awful in terms of uh, implications for babies. I think that was that was the same thing, wasn't it? It was it was targeting. Yeah, understanding what was going on and putting it all together. So, yeah, fascinating. Um, Rod, thank you so much for, for coming on and giving us a little bit more detail. Um, you know, I've been in retail for a long, far too long. Um, and uh, I have to say I'm genuinely excited by, uh, by the platform. It, it's had some amazing successes. I love the fact that it's almost the police that are the, 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 the happiest, if you like, jumping up and down because it's getting so many convictions and successes the retailers that will travel the world to bang the drum because they want more retailers in the platform i think is fantastic um so i wish you every success uh with the uh, uh with the with the expansion i'll continue to try and remain as independent as impartial uh, as possible but uh, but i do wish you all the very best and we'll make sure we check in with you um in fact i think i even saw you're at retail risk Leicester at the King Power in October as well. So amazing you there. Perhaps we'll, who knows, we might get that first retailer on stage to come and talk about it, but uh, we'll, we'll harass them on the private. But for now, Rod, it's been amazing. Thank you very much indeed. And I wish you all the continued success. Thank you, Paul. It's been, it's been a pleasure.